this is the part two of the Transgender Express episode, and uh, I have a little warning ahead of time because of the content of the movie. Uh, we discuss um, certain topics that might be triggering for some people, so I just want to give a quick heads up if you're sensitive to uh, certain discussions of like uh, sexual assault and uh, role play associated with that, then maybe this is not the episode for you, but uh, yes, this is so you know. Okay. I'm recording now. Hello and welcome to Shoot the Piano Player, a French New Wave podcast. I am Spencer. Joel couldn't get a hold of this movie. Because um, this one is not streaming anywhere ever, pretty much. It is? Yes, it is! Where? Yes! It's on ah. Kino Cult. Well, he didn't know about it in time, so. In this. <laughs> this this yeah, not a major uh, streaming platform. He's going away so. for his birthday this week. Well, it it starts his birthday's next week, but he's going to see family and stuff. Ah, happy birthday, Joel! It'll be late once this episode comes out, but happy birthday anyway. I hope you had a nice time. Yes, I like to also say happy birthday, but in a slurred way, so it sounds like yeah, have, a birthday. Birthday have a birthday. Have a birthday. Mine actually. <laughs> Oh, oh, thank you. Well, happy birthday, Spencer. Yeah, this come Have up, a uh, birthday, Spencer. Gosh. Old, uh, other seasons, but uh, our birthdays are 10 years and one day apart. Yeah. Whoa. What? Which? Whoa. Yeah. At least you couldn't be his Maybe kid. Maybe like his, his, his weird neighbor friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, actually like, a like, premise um, of a film. Like Gremlins, how his like... best friend is a child for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's, right, so, that's uh, it. This movie exactly. is Trans Europe Express. <laughs> this is uh, part one because part two, Brad, uh, Brad and Dan picked it, and I was like, "Well, you two plus Brad and Dan, that's yeah, pretty much chaos." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just... uncontrollable. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's it's Bradley taking over, talking a lot, and then me trying to uh, kind of uh, uh, verbally side-eye Bradley just for fun, and uh, yeah, yeah that, that leads to a, a lot of bit, chaos. But not not too much. <laughs> He'll punctuate, and then he, Bre- Dan, and I will connect on something, and then we'll be talking off quietly, punctuating <laughs> what we were and, saying throughout. And, and me, me and Elby and Joel won't have before. much uh, space to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've gotten better. I've gotten better yeah, at uh, containing uh, uh, the last few, last few I've been on. I was able to uh, <laughs> uh, actually talk. 
and I mean that with love. I, I love being on the <laughs> Good show. Good job. But it's, an, it's an experience. And you, you, right. It's you, great. You, like it's you great. No, you're not going to talk about the thing you're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, so, uh, so, um, not to take the reins, but do you, have you heard craft work before? All right, so uh, they have a song called Trans Europe Express, which came out in 1977. Their album came out in 1977 of the same name. Uh, in the early 90s, when I was a t- like. 15 and 16 I had the best of Kraftwerk compilation and that song was on it that's the only way I knew of this movie and I think it was just either inspired by the movie maybe not because they're Germans and Trans Europe Express is an actual train and so maybe it's just a song about the train but I was always hoping that when this like like I was hoping at least that the the Blu-ray menu would have Trans Europe Express, you know, but because uh, it's all blip bloop music, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't. So that's my experience first with the title of this movie. I though, first a song. LB, you can talk. Oh uh, no, I was I was just gonna say I I guarantee Bradley is going to be talking about craft work, so because um, he's cool like that. But uh, I think Andrew's pretty excited that he gets to talk about it first yeah oh i don't know i wasn't i I was not in competition and i cannot guarantee that bradley would actually talk about Kraftwerk, the band um but but yeah no he seems the sort i'm pretty i'm pretty happy that that uh, andrew is almost the same age as bradley hey am i yeah bradley's a bit older than you but yeah I 10 years like older than me or something, like right? Really? He's, he's in his 50s, I think. 50 what? Yeah, he's 50-something. Ah, well, in July, I'll be 48. Still closer so. than me and LB. I am... I, Yeah. yeah. I, I'm dead. what I like to call dead center Gen X, born in 1974. It's like the middle spot uh, uh, so you of are... the age of the generation Gen X. And LB, huh. LB is at the tail end of Gen X. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm one Andrew, of those I, I was negative 17 when you were born. <laughs> mm. Wow. Wow. You could be his father. I could possible. be your father. <laughs> Son, what are you doing watching uh, this smut? Uh, I think I first heard this movie. It was on the show that's not around anymore. Um, Stars of Darkness, the Cat Ellinger, Sam Deegan podcast. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some history, but, uh, I guess. They, they t- I don't they, know. They did a episode uh, talking about Elaine. I have to check the name again. I think it's Elaine Rob Greeley or Rob Elaine Greeley. I always forget the order because French names are stupid. Elaine Rob Greeley. <laughs> and uh, they talked about. It, but it's, it's more about how his uh, widow, who's still alive, is a dominatrix, has like a sex castle torture thing still, and she's 91 and still doing the dominatrix thing. But they talked about this movie a little bit. And so it's been on, on my radar for like maybe four years or so. It was one of those 
I'll watch it at some point. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of curious hearing about, like, uh, how they described it and, like, the, how, like, the, uh, Elaine's wife is, like, a 80-year-old dominatrix. And she's been in documentaries and stuff about it, apparently. Yes. Catherine the secretary Rob in the movie. Grille. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, script, yeah. Secretary. She's the script girl. <coughs> yeah. Okay. That's. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, like, uh, also, the premise of this film, of them on the Trans Europe Express and then being inspired by their setting and then deciding, um, let's record ourselves spitballing a script for a movie to be set on the trans europe express and then we then see the film unfold right before their very eyes and ours so like the premise i've experienced but in my friend's car and we had a tape recorder and what we yielded was chaos and nonsense (laughs) the most and then story punctuated with um really stupid sounding laughter because we were tickled with ourselves and i can't even tell you what the thing was about because i don't remember it even though i have a tape of it we don't have a tape deck here uh lb has a walkman in the car but i'm not Mm -hmm. gonna torture her with this tape but (laughs) thank thank you (laughs) you're welcome i I I only listen to experimental rap on that anyway (laughs) you do death bomb yeah Uh, shout out to death bomb arc um (laughs) The the we were just sitting in his car and we have this tape recorder and I press it and then we just start spitballing a story and then it hit me when I was watching this movie, wait I've done this, but it never went into this weird spy slash dominatrix sort of nothing so nothing that interesting really stupid um, but and you guys say hey it's on the way (laughs) (laughs) that's our guy. (laughs) <laughs> That's our guy. No, it was much stupider than that. You didn't recognize him because he was wearing his mustache. Oh, really? The disguise. Yeah. Mustache. I mustache you as question. This this film is so interesting because it has that meta narrative and like <laughs> I it's such a like combination of highbrow and lowbrow at the same time that I, it, this movie just tickles me the entire time. Like it, it's like, yeah, almost it, a parody. It, <laughs> it is. I, I've read actually the description like, that it is a parody. It, uh, yeah, I feel like so. I think that's a popular uh, consensus, so French right? Movies, the French New Wave stuff. It feels like a parody of French New Wave and like the pretension that can come along with it. And yeah. Like, this is like, yeah. It, it, it's uh-huh. both being yeah. that and also being like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's exactly it. It's the the high highbrow and lowbrow at the exact same time, like coinciding together. How I yeah, like uh, to live my life. Did you guys watch the interview with Creelay so. on the um on the disc? Ah, uh, but ah, uh, uh, some of it. A little while, yeah. yeah uh, it was just uh, I, too long. I, first off, I love that the whole inspiration was the train line had started, and he liked uh, Antwerp because mm-hmm. when you go to like the sex worker district, 
um, you see the girls posing in the windows. Yeah, and in the windows, yeah, mm-hmm. like Amsterdam. Yeah, like it's not said, as raunchy as it Amsterdam. Be Amsterdam, but the problem is the windows are too small. You can just see below the waist. He wanted, his, and he wanted to see the the whole body in the window, <laughs> and that's the reason he picked Antwerp for the location. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then that was like, oh yeah, Diamond District. Okay, that can be part of the story. Okay, um, so. Trintignant. Trintignant. Uh, Jean- Trintignant. Okay, thank uh, you for saying it that way. Now I got it. Jean-Louis Trintignant is um, very Adam Westy. He looks a lot like Adam West like, in this movie. Uh, like pa- like and he's like Patrick Wilson, but not as hot. I was kind of vibing that too, but I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to uh, mention Patrick Wilson in front of Andrew because he gets mad. I don't get mad. I'm just annoyed because I don't think. I don't think. Sorry if Patrick Wilson listens to this. You're just a dude to me. To my <laughs> wife, I mean, you're I, hot I, stuff. I know so, some women who who would agree I'm with, like, with the statement of he's hot. And look, I, I'm most, I'm mostly straight, but like he's an attractive dude. And I'm just okay. I'm not saying he's dirt. I'm not oh. saying anything like that. He's just a guy, though, to me. There are there are far like a lot of other guys that are just like, oh yeah, definitely. But him, he's just like, a, I guess a cute guy even. But he's just a guy. And it's just, no. I don't, I don't see the big deal. I, I also, when I look in the picture in the mirror, <laughs> I don't see a big deal. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking about my own ego here. I'm way better looking. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Okay, Andrew. But but Adam West, I I really maintain <laughs> yeah. that he looks a lot like Adam West uh, as in 1966. Well, Adam West, uh, but he's very similar. Adam West, he's five um, eight. He's, oh, he's my height. I didn't know. As Toshiro had no Mishime. idea. Uh, wow, I'm taller than both of you. And uh, Joe Shishido, because I. Japanese guy from Branded to Kill with the puffy cheeks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, that guy. Do you know every person uh, who no, is but, five uh, eight? But it Spencer? was cool to be like, "Hey, I'm same height as Jean Louis." <laughs> I, I had to make a. Re- I was thinking of a reaction <laughs> okay. from the Deadly Sweet episode a year ago. I said, uh, "Compare like uh, Jean Louis compared to." Belmondo is short. Belmondo is only five nine. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, okay. And Adam West is six yeah. two. Just like uh, oh. so, <laughs> I'm taller. I'm taller than Adam West. I'm way taller than him than he is yeah, now because like, he's dead. How, how tall is Practice Wilson? I don't know. All right, but uh, six foot. But like in the Pradelli Suite, I mentioned it like. Uh, <laughs> Like Belmondo has like has like such charisma like six you one. assume he's like six two or like six three. But uh-huh. he, but he is just paired with like uh-huh. a short woman, uh in um breathless and Jane Seaborg. It just knows to be shorter. Uh-huh. Yeah, this movie yeah, just like like uh-huh. Wesley Snipes is like only five nine, but I assumed he was like Dolph Lundgren height because Yeah, cause, because, Whoa! Because uh, like, like Snipes yeah, is always Rollins the most charismatic person in the movies 
do a good job. Looks like for Spike Lee, do a good job of like making him seem taller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, also, apple boxes, M milk crates. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Tom Cruise way too. You know, dig a ditch, have the actor in the the opposite actor in the ditch, yeah. or have uh, a, an elevated platform for the actor, oh, right. Tom Cruise, to walk on. Yeah. Uh, so so. I, I really like when Tintignon is uh, introduced and he keeps on looking over his shoulder at the camera. I was like, oh, oh, this, this that's what this movie is. Okay. Okay. It's kind of, it's kind of a joke on the cinema verite thing. Cause the camera's like floating around, like it's handheld and documentary and whatever, as he's getting magazines and looking at girly mags. And then uh, he's like, <laughs> Yeah. What are you like, looking at? Like uh, his whole like <laughs> the first film when you see him, like he has like the fake beard and the hat, and he, he takes off sunglasses and winks at the camera. And it's like, oh, this is this is so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect mm -hmm. it because of the cover, right? You've seen the cover. It's got him. Uh, I thought it was a sex scene or something. It's not. It's kind of a sexy scene, but he's choking yeah. the woman from behind. It's got that shot on the <laughs> Blu-ray as the cover. And I'm like, oh, so this is like some dominatrix or S&M sexy story. With it, it has a little bit of that in it, but like a little bit compared to yeah. what they're showing us Yeah, uh, uh, on the cover. Yeah, I didn't expect the comedy few, angle few at all. watches for me to fully get into it. Because the first time I watched it, I hadn't seen much French New Wave, so it was kind of like, I just didn't. It, yeah, I didn't get the joke, and now watching it, didn't now get it's the like, joke. Okay, the the joke is very obvious if like if you've seen like the French movies of <laughs> of the time. Yeah. So I've not seen a lot of uh, Grillet movies, Rob Grillet movies. Um, we still have one to watch. That's last uh, year in Marion. Oh Bad. yeah, he. He wrote that. Well, we have plenty that. to watch, actually. But I like, I like, yeah. There's a music video for Blur, which is based on last mm -hmm. year Marion Barrett, like yeah. shot for shot, but it's condensed into music video form, where it's the band in there instead of just the one guy. Um, that is always interesting to me, and it's it's beautifully shot video. So we've got the Blu-ray, Blu-ray Blu sitting around, and mm. uh, we haven't watched it yet, but. First movie I saw of his was La Belle Captive. I've only seen this one. Have you seen that? The other ones, if they're on Kino, uh, Kino thing, then I'll, I'll try. I got a point. Uh, it's 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 um. Oh. Olive Films, uh, which I oh. might might be a dead like, studio yeah. now. I'm not sure. Um. But Olive released it on Blu-ray, and it was cheap on Hamilton Books. So you should go to HamiltonBook.com. This is an unendorsed advertisement. Uh, HamiltonBook.com, they have a lot of um, really inexpensive Blu-rays and some boutique stuff that's, eh, I guess, affordable. But the really inexpensive stuff, they'll it's like five bucks. It's just super cheap. So I got that one, and we watched it. It's very dreamlike film, um, and it's not like in a David Lynch kind of way, 
which is very stylized and you know that this is david lynch's type of dream no this is literally like you might actually have a dream and nothing actually makes sense but okay go with it um and that's la belle captive so that's i was set up for something like that with this and then this was just like a a screen yeah, screenwriting like session <laughs> yeah I, I, you, you condensed it in a way where it's like uh you know just people uh spitballing a script which the, you go you go the opposite yeah. way and be like it's a deconstruction of uh postmodern cinema blah 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 type stuff which uh, which like, <laughs> makes sense from what I think postmodern means. I have smart friends who've used that word, and I'm always afraid to ask what it means. It's hard to define, honestly. Hmm. Post to anything yeah, is but, hard to uh, define. Yeah, oh, we should. In the early ni- in the early nineties, alternative music uh, oh. was called postmodern music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before, before they just latched onto modern rock. Would that uh, would that be Kraftwerk? <laughs> Considered postmodern. Um. Uh, yeah, actually, early, early postmodern. Yeah. Um. But yeah. yes, in the in the early nineties is really when they were like postmodern music, postmodern rock. Yeah. What do you like about this movie, outside of like the playful, uh, likeness and making fun of like Godard and that type of stuff? Well, well, those are things to really like, actually. Um, make fun of Godard a lot. Make fun of yeah. him. Like, he's important, right? But make fun of him. Uh, if you can't make fun of the important things, come on. We were watching that um, Danny Boyle mm-hmm. Sex Pistols show that's on Hulu. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty Fantastic. good, actually. It's kind of good. But there's a scene in which Malcolm McLaren uh, says... <laughs> says to them, he's like trying to pitch some idea to them. He's like, imagine I can't do Malcolm McLaren's voice, but imagine you're in a Jean-Luc Godard film, and Johnny Rotten goes, imagine I punch you in the face. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good. It's very funny. Imagine um, you, yeah. The, the the actors are perfect. Um, yeah, they though, do. The Johnny much. Rotten guy has the voice down. He doesn't yeah. have the a wild eyes down yet, or at all. He does it like once or twice, but. But he's got the voice. But the Malcolm McLaren guy, boy, perfect. oh boy, he's perfect. Yeah, imagine you're in a good old film or whatever. Super good. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, what's to like? Well, I mean, some of the sexiness in is, I mean, it's unexpected if you don't know the poster of it or whatever <laughs> they tried to lure you in in the 70s or 60s to to watch this film because there's a bunch of different posters out for it and they're all kind of they hint at the sexiness of it so if you don't if you just go in blind the sexiness stuff is all like these nice little accent marks all over the place because it's not a bunch of smut throughout except there is a, a strip scene which is a really slow strip scene and i was ex- uh, I was not expecting to see that much flesh because she's got a Band-Aid cover in her cooter, and that's about <laughs> it. Uh, that's, and, that's performance art, Andrew. Well, maybe so. And But yes, everybody's sitting there like it's uh, in the 90s when we all went to coffee shops, not 
us really but we went to coffee shops and at the end they would snap their fingers I don't think women were put so much on display in the 90s. No, I mean, that's how everybody was sitting around watching it as if it was a beat poet, uh, a revisionist beat poet, what a revival beat poet up there saying, (laughs) doing the Mike Myers thing, you know? Uh (laughs) Jane, get me off this crazy thing. Gold love. Those giant latte bowls. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they were just sitting around so casually and like... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is a girl on a Lazy Susan who's naked. And she's just <laughs> spinning very slowly. Oh, now she's fully naked. Oh, except for the Band-Aid. I can't see where the babies come from. I can almost see her butthole. <laughs> I think I think those are called C-strings. Oh. They're... Hmm. It's like a G-string, except... It has no strings. It has no strings. It's it, a clamp. It, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's basically a C-clamp that you put on your... your Cooter. Your coochie. Um, <laughs> and it covers your butthole. Yeah, you okay. Um, <laughs> you know... Joel's not here to, to, <laughs> to be like, hey, stop. It, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's weird for me, too. Okay, because I'm a very... <laughs> very square and mostly chaste feller um uh chivalrous what, what, say. what's interesting about that that uh was she's being spun around very slowly yeah on, and uh there's a chain that's being wrapped around here it gets tighter and tighter oh. i don't know if you even noticed that i don't know i was looking at her cooter and butt i know i know um no but the, isn't that then uh, uh possibly influenced by uh Grillet's wife I mean, what do you think that was her lifestyle because be. so. she's a uh... plausible yeah you know i find interesting i'm just going to say interesting is um how cavalier mm-hmm. um i don't know i guess europeans were especially in this time period about uh like rape oh, yeah. play or like yeah, I, I, talking I about rape right because that was the approach there yeah 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 and and um She's even, like, i'm a nice girl <laughs> you i even like i went back um just to to see some uh, reviews that came out about this movie like when it was released and you know like the new york times uh reviewer is is mentioning rape in the review like just uh, like as a uh, um like something to be listed like this mo- <laughs> this movie has this like you know it's just just very casually or whatever and you know uh, today if we're talking about that kind of thing in a movie we just kind of like say it really like with hushed voices like, or or like or, uh, <laughs> if you're on youtube you say the r word yeah and we don't know what the r word is yeah, so it's at least two of them, right? That's true. There's yeah, um, so it, I'm yeah. gonna leave it at interesting <laughs> how that that has changed over the years, and you know uh, how cultures are different. I mean, I'm sure in, in France now, yeah, they, I feel like they probably don't care I feel like as much no. as we do either. Well, well, there has been a, a reckoning over there, like there was over here, as far as the inner workings of the film making yeah. society mm. that has hit there yeah 
Well, good. Uh, Rather recently. That's good. So was famously like saying like, oh, so witch hunt against men. It's like, oh, okay, that's that's wonderful, Catherine. <laughs> that sounds condescending, <laughs> but like, uh, it's like, oh, okay, she, she she's she's one of those old people. Got it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, but, it's all about context, really, and it's all yeah. about like due diligence. So I, I appreciate the due diligence concept about that. But yeah, um, I don't. I think I think Europe in general is having lived there. It's I lived in Italy and Holland, and I was a little child, and I didn't see a bunch of bunch of tons and tons of sexiness all over the place. It did see. Elvie and I were talking about this earlier. Or maybe I was just talking about it to her. Uh, statues, <laughs> naked statues all over the place. I mean, that's a thing. It's also one mm-hmm. of the reasons why when I moved to America, I didn't get all like... I didn't get why America was... Uh, sex is sacred and profane. Yeah. So, like, it treated... It treated a, a sexy woman as if she was something to be worshipped and reviled at the same time. And in 85, I was like, but I just came from europe where there's all these naked statues that are basically ideal figures of man and woman what is going on in the movies here what i don't get it i don't get it i have never gotten it it was like the the rape play angle like it it comes up very like you mentioned very it's very casual within the movie because like she she says like well like what what do you Mm -hmm. do he says rape only rape and, she, and she's like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Is, is this the, but I think the context of this movie is, like, you know this guy isn't into, like, you know, BS and, like, more at extreme stuff because he has the rope and all that. And it's just this, like, unspoken agreement of, like, well, this movie's going to go there because it's been hinted at this whole time. And then this tree is like, yeah, this is this is thing some people are into. Great. Yeah, but also the rope kind of materializes, which I, I think is really funny. It doesn't. It's not there, and then it is there, and it's back. Um, and that's just because the guys are t- the their film, the script writer people yeah. are just talking about it. At, you know, <laughs> it's Does very. It, it is very spoof like. If you're gonna yeah. go like, uh, and then he has a blow dryer, and then you show him <laughs> holding a blow dryer. <laughs> you know. Oh. Right. It materialized. Anyway. Doesn't he say something to her some like like after they're done doing some great play or something and then he says something to her like I know you must be like mm-hmm. used to taking abuse or something because yeah. I guess I guess she's a whore, right? Is it like cl- is it uh, clear that she's a whore? Or there's one part where she's like, no, I'm a nice girl. Yeah, she's going upstairs. She says she's a nice girl. She just needs the money to go to school uh, or something. Like like the sex game they're playing. Because, like, the the whole plot turned... They can spoil spoil this movie. It doesn't really matter. But... Yeah, but also it's it's like the type of story. It doesn't (laughs) matter if you know everything. Yeah. Actually, that's a good thing to bring up. I made mention that while we were watching this, like all of the stuff that the screenwriters are saying, and then we see unfold, I was like, you kind of don't even need to be paying attention 
to all the stuff that's mm. really unfolding. Most of like the dialogue and the people people meeting up and doing spy stuff. All you need to know is that they're meeting up and doing spy stuff. As far mm. as the dialogue goes, you don't need to get involved in the stories of the characters yeah. in the fiction. Right. But that's like the bulk of the film. So it's really confusing. Like why do you not need to do that even though that's most of the movie? Yeah, I mean But the, it really the, felt like you didn't need to. The fun of this movie is it's just so like tonally it's all over a place, but in in a good way. And it's just it's just like I saw like a poster or tagline it's like it's like is it a comedy? Is it erotic? Is it a drama? It's like it, it's kind of everything. Mm-hmm. Well, is it a drama, though? I mean, it's played straight, so is it a drama? Because I don't know. I don't. I never felt any sort of uh, weight. I, I would say. I, like, I, I never felt like he's going to get caught. I always felt like. I don't know. It's like you're watching a fantasy come to life. I, I don't know how mm. exp- how, how explain what, what I mean, but. It, uh, I don't know. It's. Pr- like it's not it's not melodramatic, but there there is you're you're watching a a drama play out. Oh, okay. So in the sense of being literal, like Tiantino's drama, and then they show Men in Black, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Men in Black definitely does have dramatic beats. So yes, mm-hmm. in that sense, yes, I understand. Yeah. But as far as in in the full thing of it, once once I watched the entirety of it, it's just a parody of, I don't mean just in a belittling or dismissive kind of way, it's a parody of French New Wave. Like, in the thick of French New Wave. Or when when did French New Wave end? That depends who you Was it in 66 or was it in, like... I would say... Well, I'm asking you, Spencer. I'd say the the last... What good art movie is it? Weekend is the last... French New Wave movie, the Godard film. Uh, sixty-seven or sixty-eight. It's it's right before Godard went like I'm not gonna make movies that appeal to anyone anymore because that's like the last sixty-seven like, kind of fun-ish one from him. And then everything gets very dry and convoluted and like convoluted, no one ever says anything good about the late era stuff. Yeah, I like <laughs> yeah. I like Weekend enough. That had some fun stuff in it. Um Weekend is nineteen sixty seven. So yeah, this came I out think, a year before uh, that. French Truffaut said uh French New Wave ended with uh the student protests in sixty eight. But he also Okay he also said you can't make an anti war movie, which uh, the, I I disagree. I think there are like I think Come and See would count as an anti war movie. Yeah, there's plenty of anti-war it, movies. Well, like, Platoon is Platoon like is both anti-war. like a, a super Hollywood and anti-war, and it's <laughs> a really odd combination. The more you look at, like, the more you think about it. At least to me. Mm. Uh, I love the. Well, my dad, my my dad went to Nam, and he didn't fight in the war. He was on the. Oh. He was on the base because of his communications and Air Force. But he knew people who were like that. 
like all those grunts going out in the field. Casualties of War is another uh, anti-war movie. Yeah. It's a Vietnam movie. Yeah, I'd with say Michael like Fox and watch Sean Trains Penn. the Check movie could count as anti-war movie because you see how like the war affects everyday life in its in terrible ways. But it's done. But done it. You know, another anti-war movie is a Serbian film, which we won't talk about because it's horrible. I bet there's some great play in that. Oh! Sorry. That's terrible. Sorry. Sorry. Awful. We haven't seen the film, so we're not going to. I I brought it up, and then LB made it. I, I brought it up just to be a little dark, and then LB makes it darker. How do you do that? How do you do that? For shame. Was it was it you that said that we should call it a Serbian picture from now on? Yes, I did because okay. uh, pictures being thrown around nowadays by certain yeah, people that we know that are like, I'm gonna be calling films mm. pictures from now well, on. <laughs> <laughs> so I said I usually I should be called uh, Serbian I, I picture. I use then. film usually because it's only four <laughs> letters in movie. It's five letters, so like for mm. Twitter or, or yeah. writing, it's it's less space. <laughs> oh yeah. It's too many. Yeah, but picture yeah. makes you sound like you're hanging well, out in the seventies. Yes, letters. I don't know. <laughs> or, or, or the forties. Yeah. A picture deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> we got this anti-war movie. You see, it's called a Serbian picture. Um... Don't ask me what it's about. Oh, you'll throw up. What do you guys up. think of Jean-Louis <laughs> Trintignant's performance? Well, well, uh, like I said, the beginning of it is really funny. Like yeah. how he keeps on looking over his shoulder and like staring down the camera. And he does that throughout the whole film, but like especially the beginning of it. Um, but like his performance, it's French. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's a good actor or a bad actor. Honestly, that's the awesome <laughs> translation <laughs> bit. It happens all the time. All the time. We we watch foreign films here and there, and we're like, eh, it's good, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if he sucks. Yeah, but I personally love him. He's my favorite French New Wave actor, or French actor of this time period. Uh, yeah, it, it really, must have it hit kind of hard earlier. That. Yeah, he passed, mm. but... Uh, because he has... Rest in peace, dude. <laughs> M- yeah. Monsieur. Monsieur, sorry. It's I said dude, uh, but I should have said monster. Yeah, like <laughs> he's French. I mean, uh, or should I have said dude? I can speak only like basic casual French. I'm, I don't know. I'm not that far. Uh you, yeah, you could say probably, probably frere, right? More brother, uh, casual. Casual. Yeah, but he yeah. he has rest a, in like, peace, frere. Kind of, yeah, I guess. Uh, the intense like uh, intense weird quality to him, where he's not too weird where it's where it's like mm-hmm. you don't want to see him on screen but weird enough where you're like i don't trust him and you and you don't really know oh okay <laughs> so a very a patrick yeah. wilson quality <laughs> right i get it now <laughs> i know i'm not joking i get it like have you seen stretch like patrick wilson and stretch it's 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 a kind of a, a zany action comedy by joe carnahan and yeah like that's kind of it. He's kind of a frazzled guy. Mm. 
But no, I, I'm getting what you guys are talking about. Sorry, okay. my thought process is happening. I'm getting what you're talking about with the Patrick yeah, Wilson. And it's like uh, he's always good at playing yeah. people who are like more perverted than they appear. Yeah, because and and uh, oh, uh, there's another movie he did. Uh, year, I think two years after this, uh, called Death Laid an Egg. It's a weird giallo about a uh, chicken, uh, chicken farm, and. Oh <laughs> uh, no! It's is it's that a Fulci movie Italian or a Tinto dude. movie? I can't remember who directed it, but uh, his character has like a weird fetish where he hires prostitutes to kill, and then he has sex with them while they're pretending to be dead. And there's a whole like murder mystery of this guy is killing prostitutes, and then you meet the prostitutes, and you're like, oh, he's a really nice guy. He he pays really well. Um, that's um, yeah, that's on our to watch list. Yeah, that's on Tubi right now. In that's, fact, in fact, yeah. it was also known as has... Plucked. Mm-hmm. That's I funny. Death Laid an uh, Egg I would or consider Plucked. It science fiction because there's one scene that uh, implies it's a shallow that's also that has science fiction elements. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it has one of my mm. favorite movie scenes, uh, where um, there's this uh market marketing person who's trying to help them help the farm he says well i had this new campaign where he is like pictures of chickens and dresses a doctor and dresses like a a businessman and he's like well a chicken used to be seen as a country cousin but we need to show that chicken is a part a fundamental part of modern life and it's this really weird abstract uh like it's like it's just a really weirdly goofy movie where like I can't tell if it's on purpose supposed to be like silly or if it's or, or if it's like uh or if it's incidental or if it's like meant to be more serious but incidentally is goofy but it's really uh it's really strange definitely the title is goofy death laid an egg plucked oh lb there's a poster yeah. of it that is in yellow and it's very very pierced. Wait, is that the name of the movie? Pierced? Piercing? Piercing, yes. It's very piercing. Hmm. Um, and I think that piercing might have yeah. been influenced by it. Piercing's interesting. Very great. I have. Great film. Yeah, but, I don't know uh, if you've like heard this, of it. Lee is really... Uh, okay. There's some other movies where he like, plays people who are like secretly weirdos or perverts. And it's like, oh, uh, he's like just so great at that... like. At, at like having the, like that super reserved quality, but at the same time, it's like there's something fucked up about this dude. I don't know what what it is, but there's something that's weird about him. <laughs> so would you say that um, he would not feel at all out of I place in a David Lynch, Dave Lynch movie. story? Just I mean, as the, uh, the characters that he plays typically, if this is typical of him, where he plays a character that looks pretty normal. But has the seedy underside of himself that, uh, like you said, the secret perv. Yeah, perv. Uh, like he could have fit into Twin Peaks, like if, uh, like the original series, definitely. Season two, uh, put him in season two towards the end of the series. Have him be one of those guest cameos. No, he could be like at One Eye Jacks or something. He could be like one of those guys. 
Yeah, well, what that's the cameos. Like a ton of cameos. Just have a bunch of cameos from a bunch of people in that. Never mind. Too much Twin Peaks. I'm sorry. Stop. That happened again. It happened again. And it was organic, Albie. Again. But everybody needs to take well, a I drink. I Twin Peaks, but oh. I don't want to get too much into, into Twin Peaks because I can talk about that for a little while. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, uh, Same. Hmm. Okay, what do you guys think of the use of sound? Because it, it's felt, because like, to me, with you have like the main like classical music thing that goes throughout, that when it first shows up, it feels like it's a joke and ironic, because uh, it's it's paired, it's right after this like the, like the silly moment of like, oh, it's Jean Louis and he's a he's getting a drug deal, and you get this, like this crazy sounds, and then you get this like nice classical music. I don't know, there's some, something about that that to me felt like it's trying to be ironic with how, with like using nice music over something like this. But I can't, exp- I can't pinpoint why it feels like a joke to me. Hmm. Um, well, I think uh, from what I know about last year in Mary and Bad, that movie is all fancy. Yeah. Like, it's entirely fancy. So it might actually just be um, pulling from that catalog of and i like referencing the fanciness of yeah. i i like last year at marion band juxtaposing. but that's I, uh, that, I, that that was one that i i after i watched it, i was like i'm not gonna talk about this on a show it's i can't it's too much i i'll sound too stupid trying to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> great so we have to watch it and be on the show again <laughs> to talk about it with you because we're I don't know. Elvie's probably if, the smartest among, to, among us, then, I, uh, I assume. Go, then go right yeah. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, too, <laughs> I too feel like a big dummy. I, I'm not claiming that you're a big dummy. I'm claiming that I am. So yeah, like that, that's I have no I idea. Like, I, I heard about it for years. <laughs> I like it. And then I realized, like, I have no fucking clue how, how, how he even talked about something like that on a recording. <laughs> Uh, you're making it sound like you know cabinet uh, of Ca- Dr. Caligari no, or something. It, it really is something. I know. Uh, I know some people who like it's their favorite movie ever. It's like I get that, but also I know some people who really hate it. Ooh. So it's it's real divisive. Ooh. Mm. I'm probably gonna land somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it, towards it is I worth like watching. It. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Oh, we got it for super cheap on Kino. You got to look out for their sales and then buy up it on a sale everything like, that's super uh, cheap. Last year or so, because I was like, well, this might be an episode. Yeah, probably. Same sale, probably. Yeah. Uh, we got it. Uh, uh, yeah. To go back to like the pervy part of this movie, like every woman in this movie was insanely hot to me. Yeah. I found it really funny the um the hotel woman was just yeah. thirsty like, for him. Yeah. <laughs> just lingering, constantly lingering and making eyes at him and he's like get out of here like the whole time. I'm not interested in you. Leave. Yeah. And he's very coarse and curt with her. Without saying too much, he's just like 
Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. It's like, it, <laughs> now go. Yeah, like she tries uh, to close that, the like, door. That can't close feels it. like very movie because like uh, not 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 saying John Louis isn't unattract is unattractive, but like like every woman he he runs into is like thirsty for him in this. And that <laughs> and that also feels kind of. Uh. Yeah. You you don't have that experience. Because I, I can tell you from my life experience of my 48 years on this planet that <laughs> I've never had that experience either. <laughs> but you're tall. Apparently that's a thing for a lot of people. Well, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Down here in in old Mexico. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when we first showed up here, we went to this place called Taco Palenque late at night after some rock show that was local we went there with a bunch of people that we knew from having hung out at the place Mm. and we walk in everyone's short everyone's a late night mexican crowd uh having just come from the discotheques and everything and they all turn and they look at me Not anybody, like, we're with a bunch of people. They're not looking at the bunch of people. They're all looking at me because I'm the huge gringo in the room. Mm-hmm. And then there's some chick with her dude, and she's dressed super hot, but she's not exactly hot, <laughs> but she's dressed super hot, and she's grinding her butt on the dude's <laughs> crotch while eyeballing me intensely. <laughs> and she's in line to buy tacos. So, I mean... I have a little bit of experience with that, I suppose, but I don't. I don't know what that's about. Is it just because I'm an anomaly around these parts? Are you sure? <laughs> but that's a true story. Sure. Yeah. I'll be. You were there. You saw the whole thing go I down. So I remember. All right. All right. I'm just. I'm yeah. just gonna. I'm just gonna let you have it. There. But like you could say, it happened. <laughs> I was there. Because he's like, sure. <laughs> no, it's true. It did happen. Oh, it's very strange. Well, I've never had anything like that. Thanks a lot. Uh, hey, it was weird, okay? I'm not saying I liked it. I have form a crush on every boy I meet, so. <laughs> yeah, so uh... <laughs> I, I, I cannot corroborate that. I have, I have not uh, in your head. Oh, uh, uh, I watched this a second time today, and uh, I noticed things like a lot. Well, like the the model in the in the porn magazine that he picked up is Eva. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, you see the the woman with glasses mm-hmm. in the beginning, before she gets on the train, and you can see all these little hints of people who mm-hmm. are going to show up later. And. uh yeah. Yes. I kind of got confused by that. I was like, "Is this all the same woman?" I d- they look very similar. Right. You, there was a sequence around the windows. Yeah. And there, there was the same lady hanging out. And I was like, "No, no, no, whatever." And then later, I was like, "Wait, what? Was that what? Yeah, what? That is that is the same woman." Yeah. I'm like completely confused. Because all pretty French girls yeah. look the same. Yeah, I I, I feel like she was picked because she looks like Anna. Karina? Karina. Karina is Karina-na? the novel. Karina is a person. 
Yeah. That's, oh, okay. That's just, I'm like, yeah, oh, which one is it? I like to I like to wait for someone else to say it before. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you go like, right now that's the right, that's the wrong one. You should, so you, you can swoop in and correct them. Just al- always <laughs> say Anna Karina na na. Oh, that's true. And then you could be talking about either. Or like also Master P. Yeah. Mana mana. That's what I was doing. I know. I know. Remember when he tried out for the? I'm picking the up what you're pistons? putting down. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh. Don't know anything about Master P except well, he tried for that for song. An NBA team and didn't make it. <laughs> I think he was already Aww. thirty, so it was Aww. pretty old. Oh. Well. No. His dream didn't come true. Well, that dream didn't yeah. come true. I'm sure he had uh, other dreams that did. Uh, um, uh, 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 talking about like the whole, uh, I, I, I realized uh, why I think why I like this movie so much. Uh, a thing that's come up a lot is, um, I'm not not sure if you guys have seen Tompopo or uh, The Funeral, those movies. Yes. Uh, Tompopo is about noodles. I have not seen okay, but, it. I um, know about it. I remember when it that came director, out. That director, he made only nine other movies. He was, he died under mysterious circumstances uh, after his tenth movie. I'm not saying it was murder, but I'm saying mm. it was mysterious circumstances of how he was killed. Uh, was it aspirin? You can look into it. Did he die like the Bruce official Lee? piece report says suicide? But uh, yeah, I've said other things, but in the past, I I don't want to be mm. super. <laughs> have a heart, have a strong pin on a certain angle on it. I should say I remember when to- Tom Popo came but, out um, on cable, yeah. and I actually might have seen it. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but it came out. It's 1985, but mm-hmm. I, in the early but, 90s uh, it hit that, cable uh, over here. Uh, all those movies are about like the the process of doing things. So like Tom Popo is about the process of trying to make the perfect ramen. Uh, done with like comedy. Yeah. Uh, I want. And he did like one on like how ramen. to properly run it. a supermarket, and one on like how to properly. Uh, he had actually two uh, on like the the tax system in Japan. It's about like how to take down someone illegally with the tax system, and in this movie, I I just love watching the creative process or the process of doing things in movies. In this movie, it's like. This is a process of what's like to write mm. a movie, but it's not boring. It's it, it's fun. It's like <laughs> this. You see, like them disagreeing. Like, no, that makes no sense. We should do. They should do this. Right. Oh right, I like right. when like did, yeah. wasn't he holding uh, flowers or where did she get the thing that uh, because yeah, like there's all these discrepancies that they keep going over and, yeah. and the the woman recording the, everything is like. No, she was holding that. Well, how was it in his pocket again? You know, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and he's like, okay, get rid of that scene. Like, that's literally a line that she's, yeah. the guy says. Okay, get rid of that the, scene. The then. director is Elaine yeah. Rockrelay, which usually I'd be like, that's that's kind of annoying, but like, the tone, because the tone is, and that, and that stuff is like kind of light, it doesn't feel as irritating. It's not like a M. Night Shyamalan cameo. Where it's like, 
I'm important to the movie. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. He's always a plot point, yeah. Yeah. He's always some sort of reason. Right. Like, right. In this case, like, if you didn't know, you would never know. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for ruining the movie for... Wait, that didn't ruin anything. Uh, didn't ruin anything at all. Um, like, his interview was great because... Because uh, when, when he's explaining like why he wanted to make the movie, like he tried to not sound like a pervert, but then he kind of broke down. And it's like, oh, it's real. Like, oh, he's just a, a, a big old perv, and like, but like a really, uh, sound like a central brass type type of pervert. It's like they fully own it, and it's like yeah, I find it really charming. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys like that around that like, aren't he, yeah, super creepy. Like, important, like he's like, yeah. yeah, and um, and uh, he he wanted John Louis, but uh, the producers at first said no. Uh, he, the quote was: "Producers said he makes audiences run away from the from the theater." Well, apparently, he, by at the, even he, at the uh, time, production was going to start, and they still didn't have anyone. Uh, he became a huge star, and then they were like. They had to, because the okay. they only had uh, <laughs> a few weeks, only only two weeks to shoot. They they got a free train because the producers talked to the Transjura Express people, the actual train line, and told them like we are making a movie. Can we use the train for free? And they said, well, yeah, but only for like a certain amount of time. And uh, yeah, and well, it was a new train line, so they. Definitely, yeah. we're like this is going to be great and, exposure uh, for us. Uh, and uh, and he got, got sort of like the standard stuff, like he wanted a low budget on purpose, so he would have less eyes on him, so he could do what he felt like doing. And uh, he said, like John Lee is perfect because he has a detached quality when you see him and stuff, and like and ha- and like he wanted someone who appeared. To have like the detached, like too cool sensibility to him to like be like the main dude in the movie. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a interesting. I don't think Adam West could have pulled that off. <laughs> uh, one, he's he's American, so he would be speaking in English, and that just wouldn't fly. Two, he's six two, so they would have to be tilting the camera up a little more. Uh, which change everything around. Three, he's goofy. He's too goofy. This this guy is uh, is dark, and um, even though the scenes are kind of silly, somewhat. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I get what you're things. saying. Yeah. Uh, are there any scenes or things you guys want to bring up? <sighs> well, are- why does he choke uh, out that chick? I don't get it. Like, why did they make her make him choke out that chick? Hmm? And also, how about this? Here's something. And I said this to LB too. I was like, I know they're just telling tell the story, and then he does this, and then he does that, and then he does it. But like, she's also really pretty. And I go, oh, don't do that. She's really pretty. But does pretty actually matter? Why do we? Hmm? Why do I? Why do we? I'm sure we all do it. Say, 
the pretty woman or the handsome guy doesn't deserve what's happening to them. Doesn't deserve or is it just doesn't matter. But we always make a judgment of don't do that because yeah. pretty. <laughs> because they're a commodity. They're, they're uh, more valuable. Uh, but, but based on beauty. So then it comes down to caveman logic. Are yeah. you saying? Yeah. Really? Wow. Okay. There you go. Don't hurt the pretty thing because I might procreate with this 1966 version of this woman <laughs> in 2022. Don't. That's exactly it. It could happen. <laughs> Thanks, Judy Tenuta. Thank you. Um, I thought she looked extra pretty as she was being choked to death. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, this is also a, a controversial controversial thing Ellie and I have been talking about lately is that like a lot of times when we watch movies, mm-hmm. be it an adventure movie or a thriller or um, a drama like this, oh, not like this, but like something. Um, do you want to say it, Elvie? Because I it sound super, super creepy. I don't if know. I what, say it. Yeah, you do. About, what? about women who are bruised or scarred or bloody oh yeah. oh yeah like <laughs> god i, I don't want to uh, say it because it'll i mean it's i'm already implicating <laughs> go ahead do it well you know it's just um sometimes ladies in particular look kind of hot when they're beat up <laughs> like just a little just a little black eye or bloody nose or something you know i'm <sighs> sorry lb lb you're like channeling sean connery here (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 like kind of like a i don't know cute and tough look i'll say how about that okay so you're saying they've they've gone through because i i don't really know why we think this but they've gone through some sort of adventure and they've come out the other end uh sort of the victor of it yeah it's a survivor thing i think like they're they're able to like hmm. um, hold their own, and, but and... but then do you like Rumblefish? Do you like when when uh, po- uh, Pony Boy? Do you like do you like when I forget I forget his name? Uh, Matt Dillon has like a bloody nose. Do you think he looks cute? Probably. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Why do you got a bloody nose? It just happens sometimes. You know, not Matt like that, Dillon but like has that from like a fight. John Lee creepy vibe to him too. That's why he's yeah. so good in uh, yeah. the font yeah. Ver- yeah. Oh, Jack. Yeah, that's the house that Jack built. Yeah, I was like, what? The- de- 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 yes. Yeah. yeah, he's perfect in that. Rusty James. I have to. Say, I have to say the name. Rusty James. Was Why? he Rusty James? Yeah, he's Rusty James. Oh, let's see. I was gonna see. I got confused because I was see? going. To, I was gonna say that, but then I was like, no, Mickey Rourke's Rusty James. No, Motorcycle no, Boy. That's right. It's like the book, that's the right. one book that I've read in the last twenty years, <laughs> and I just finished. Rusty James. What? What a. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying with like Rusty the James. survivor, like. Anyway. Thing. Anyway. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't I, think I don't think women should be beat up, <laughs> but they look cute when they are. <laughs> so so it's uh, <laughs> so Matilda Lutz and revenge is is massively mm-hmm. uh, 
both attractive and very beat up in that movie. Hmm. And oh, she she's comes, fantastic. She comes out on top and is perfecto, but like also, yeah, there's there's yeah. a lot of that in it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I don't I don't know if it's similar or not, but uh, like for some reason, I find like the Hollywood idea of like white like white white trashy women really attractive like the early Jamie Presley roles type stuff. Oh, no, you're <laughs> yeah. absolutely like Jamie and Presley like, is, it, is absolutely like, one uh, of them. LB, Pinsetucky what were yes. we watching? Orange is New Black. Go- like, I don't know why I <laughs> I find that so attractive. I, I do. <laughs> uh, there's there's this one woman. Uh, what, were, what were we watching lately? She's... She's a southern woman, and whenever we see her, she's like super cute, but she's also kind of heavier. Um, and she was like a, a diner chick, uh, waitress at diner. Oh, she it was Seinfeld that we saw her. No, right? It's not Seinfeld at all because she's a contemporary actress. Oh, you're she's, not talking about? Uh, no, she's really okay. sweet. She's really sweet, sing songy. You want some sweet tea? What are you talking about? Ah, uh, she's this cute, super cute brunette. Oh, I know. Oh, okay, I don't know her name. What were we watching? Uh, this it. is horrible. Sorry, Spencer. <laughs> what was it that we were watching? I don't know. Who? Was it um, uh, Hell or High Water? Uh, yes, okay. it was Hell or High Water. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Have you seen Hell or High Water? Uh, it's been on my Netflix DVD queue for probably at least five years. Do it. Do it. We watched it with my dad last time we visited. Her name is Caddy Dixon. Caddy she Dixon. Plays, she plays, she's a voluptuous woman. Caddy uh, or Katie? C-A-T, K-A-T-Y. Uh, she's been various sizes, actually. But she is super uh, oh, perfect she was, when she does um, the white trash. Uh, Eastbound She's... Down, the first season. Yeah. All right. Oh, she. Oh, she was on that. Okay. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense too. Yeah, she's and she got she's got the side eye that's great. She's got the sass that's great. She's she can play that kind of white trash and be perfectly hot. I thought you were talking about the other lady. Like, yeah, I can't think of her name either, but she's been in so many things. She was on that episode of Timefell that we watched yesterday with the Bubble Boy. She was the waitress in the diner there. Uh, that's Olin Jones. And Olin heck, Jones, yes. Heck no. Heck no. That's I'm not talking about Olin talking Jones. About. No disrespect she always, to Sam Shepard. She Shepherd. always plays a waitress. He was married to Sam Shepard. Uh, no disrespect to Sam Shepard. Uh, but Olin Jones is... Not a looker. <laughs> She's a strange person. Strange. She's cute in her own way. Uh, in her own way, sure. Okay. Like Patrick Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just being a joke. Anyway. Katie Mixon. Caddy Mixon. Dixon. Dixon. I, I, my screen says Mixon. I don't know why. No, it's Mixon. It's Is M-I-X-O-N. It yes. Oh, you said Dixon earlier. Your I voice. Pro- probably did because I'm dyslexic and I filling in. Don't I'm an idiot. That. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> oh. 
Andrew. Okay, mom. Andrew. <laughs> okay, mom. Um. <laughs> what? Spencer is my mom. <laughs> you just told me not to say that uh, like my mom would anyway my... <laughs> Spencer's my mom uh, I'm gonna make a t-shirt of that nobody's gonna understand uh, what that means I, I, I guess it's safe to assume he too would recommend uh, well that's a good Express. diversion uh, yes I would recommend it and it is currently playing on Kino Cult, the app, because they. Oh, there we go. I'm here. I don't see Andrew though. I can't hear. Um, I can hear both of you. Okay. Okay. Now I see Andrew too. Oh, there she is. Okay. So what happened was. Flappy dog ears. <laughs> uh, that's a good. That's a good podcast. Uh, open mic eagle. <laughs> Yeah, he talks to like people in hip hop. Oh. Uh, uh they're the first bunch were with uh Prince Paul. And uh I think it was, yeah, Prince, it was Prince Paul the first bunch. Mm-hmm. And I think he talks about I the, the one I started with was when he talked about um how he discovered MC Paul Barman. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was going to bring up <laughs> MC Paul Barman cuz he said Prince yeah. Paul. That's how I know the two. And there's a how, one how cool is doing, that? Uh, I forgot who who the person been interviewed, but uh, that I haven't listened to yet because I still like MF Doom stuff. Still makes me emotional and sad, and I, I it's hard to listen to it. He and uh, yeah, Trintignant are up in heaven together. Trintignant is like uh, I don't speak English. I cannot understand you. Uh, but you sound <laughs> super like, cool. This is completely genuine. Uh, 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 MF Doom is my favorite. Just like one of my favorite artists. Period. Mm. It doesn't like not music or anything. It's like like pure artist to me. That's cool. But uh, yeah. So like, I I I think it's safe to assume both you would recommend people watch Trans Europe Express. Mhm. 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 Yeah, yeah, I do. But but like you said, you said uh, you should probably be versed at all. Not in a lot, but yeah. at all in French. Right. Yeah. To um, get it. I think you can enjoy right? it just watching it. Like if this was the first French New Wave movie that you watched, you would still enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe you <laughs> stumble into the past stuff yeah. and go like, Oh wait, that yeah. movie was making fun of these. Yeah, like, watch Breathless and <laughs> okay. watch this, and I think you'll get it. <laughs> God, <laughs> don't watch <laughs> Breathless. No, what, what, Not no, that one, anyway. A lot better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. y- y'all are the obsessed with those pants. That's the good pants movie. They're nice. I am. You could wear them, Andrew. I want to wear them. I guess. All right, so uh... <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for permission. 1966. So um, you guys can go with your recommendations yes. for a year. I only have, I think, two things. So you guys can go first. Um, what do you got? Are you? Oh, go okay, first. Uh, go right, first. I'll, I'll go. Who first. go first? Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, a black a you black go girl. First. The first Simbin movie. You go first. It's great. It's one of the, it's an important movie, but it's not like important the way like The Godfather is important. It's actually uh I don't I don't know, hot take about The Godfather, but like a uh, black girl is, is great. It's a uh, movie everyone should see. It's also one hour long. You're in and you're out. The message is very clear, and it does a. Uh, like I, I'd compare it to like it does the thing is that like Tarantino thinks he's doing in a way with the two black uh, westerns he made that I think are fucking terrible, um, but yeah, uh, but like it, it does a great job of like yeah, uh, racism is exists and it's shitty, and it's just very simple to the point about it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's on HBO Max right now. Which is probably because of yeah. the uh, Criterion catalog just, that they have. Uh, it's a, a wonderful movie. Um, and it's not like the other Simbin movies. Simbin got funnier as the movies got went along. And uh, yeah. And the other thing is Afuru, a novel from 1966 by Flora Nawapa. She uh, was awesome. She did. She was like the first woman to hold. I forgot the position title, but she was like the first, the highest ranking woman in the, in the Nigerian government in the late 60s. She is like, like the head of a, of a state department or almost the head of like a, like a federal state department. Real high up. She worked and she wrote, wrote a lot of books. She, um, worked on trying to get the orphans from the civil war back to their families. Uh, she was an educator. She kind of did a little bit of everything. And Afuru is her first novel. Uh, it should. It, it's it's like a like a college liter- like literary class type novel, but uh, I don't think. But but it's not just like a boring like a, a literary thing. Like it's actually just really good. And she's like the only woman among the group of like the the African writers of that era. And uh, she is kind of the last one to get published because you no know, sexism. Uh, no, no other way around it, but uh, yeah, uh, the Sreeter stuff, Sreeter Fuvru. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you're not. Uh, LB, I'm not gonna go next. I am. No, you are. Because <laughs> I don't know what you're picking. I don't know what you're picking, and I and I okay. can I can like. Well, adjust. um, this period, the mid '60s, is such a shitty time for, like sci-fi and horror films where like not shitty as in like oh it's just horrible and there's like nothing you can watch but like um just shitty b movies where they're they're uh entertainingly bad i guess um yeah like that kind of thing like what or dr goldfoot in the bikini machine like there are a lot of like american international type of movies being made in this era, 66 does have both of those. Um, uh, a lot of bikini movies, which I guess... Mm-hmm. Uh, lo- they're not, they're not. No. no. They're, not, they're not the best bikinis. Sorry. They're, they're of a time in, mm-hmm. in which uh, the bikinis were far too covering. Yeah. Um, triangle bikinis are nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, that's preferred anyway. And, and like... <laughs> <laughs> they're also like, you know, really, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> really bad movies like um, uh, 
what is it jesse james meets dracula or some shit like that um billy the kid billy kid meets Dracula. you know like crap like that's coming out like constantly yeah but um the movie that i want to recommend the most out of this is one that i think is actually very well done and that is the ghost and mr chicken <laughs> which is a, a don Knotts movie about him yeah. uh being a local reporter who well he's not even a reporter but like um, he, um you, you cut out when you said the movie title oh no the ghost and mr chicken is oh i know yeah that. so it's it's this don Knotts movie um, where he has to basically spend the night in a haunted house because he's writing this local, um, like, uh, what do they call it? Local flavor type of story about this this anniversary of this uh, murder that happened in this house. So for so many years, you know, which, which is it's unsolved. a really funny movie, and it it is um, so wholesome and. Uh, you know, I know it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea because that style of humor is uh, old-fashioned. Uh, but there are so many things in it that just um, scream my family to me. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> my mom and my grandma. Her, her in particular, my, my mom, maternal really. grandmother. Uh, stuff like it's just so subtle like the language that they use like they call uh dresses prints um like p-i wait p-r-i-n-t-s prints um because like yeah exactly like that yeah. is something that my grandmother That's a nice did print that you have. Like, so it's these like little tiny things just remind me of her and that makes me smile so this this movie like makes me smile completely and um I guess maybe it's it's not like a southern movie, but it feels like a southern movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because the, it's it's informed by Mayberry. Uh huh. It's a lot of the cast. It's yeah, like and shot, the, and the writers. The it, I mean, it came up hiatus, from so, uh, the story of it came from the Andy Griffith show. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, charming, so it's and the the soundtrack flavor, is amazing. Like it's it. It, it's um. Yes, it's Vic Mizzy, um, who did a lot of stuff. Vic he wrote Mizzy, the right? um, Adam's Family theme song. It's probably what he's most famous for. But uh, he, he did, you know, just crazy little scores all the time. And it's a really fun score. So I, I definitely recommend that. Um, I don't know if I have anything serious to recommend from 1966, though. I mean, that's, that's the year that, like, Chelsea Girls came out. But who cares? Oh, Daisy! Oh my god! I forgot. Oh, Daisy's came out. I forgot already. Daisy's? I know I know. Spencer loves Daisy's, too. Well, there you go. So we sh- You're welcome. We do? share that. Spencer, you, you talk about how much you love Daisy's every second of every day. That's all I see you do on Twitter. Daisy's, yeah, Daisy's, Daisy's. It's Daisy's or the baby or <laughs> killing of a sacred deer. <laughs> Oh right, that the, that uh, one too. Um, yeah, but, but that's from. a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. She loved that shot. <laughs> Daisy's is such a punk movie. Like, uh, <laughs> so Daisy's, I, I will go ahead and plug Grumpire dot com. I did write an essay on Daisy's about how it is a punk movie. So please go read that. Um, 
Yeah, you did. And I made a collage image uh-huh. of of eggs mm-hmm. and pickles and daisies and the two chicks. Yeah. Not birdies, but like uh, in the in the parlance <laughs> of our times. Chicks, man. Yep. So, anyway. That movie's also uh, like an hour, ten minutes, so it's if you haven't seen it, uh, not a big runtime. So if that's a that's a if that's a thing for you, you're in, you're out pretty quickly. Yeah, and it's so bizarre, like it's <laughs> how bizarre, how bizarre. Stop it! How bizarre! How bizarre! Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is okay. Billy the Kid versus Dracula. <laughs> That is the title, Elby. I am looking at it right now. Yeah, um, go ahead. May I? Rock Hudson's ah, yes. film Seconds. John by John Frankenheimer. Frankenheimer Schmidt. Okay, sorry. That movie, Frankenheimer Schmidt. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Uh, wrong, Elby. Wrong. Uh, that movie has the technique that i thought i pioneered i'm not joking this is stupid my friend marty and i used to make short films with his video camera and there's one scene that i was like i know what i'll do i I know exactly what i'll do i'll hook the camera up on the tripod but i'll hold it like it's a somewhat like a steady cam and then I will let it move. It'll be pointing at me and I'll be moving with it. So it's locked to my torso. But it's just my arms doing it. And it was a really cool effect. And I was like, this is really cool. Look at this scene. So we shot the scene and we did it. And it became this really silly, cool, short scene. Had him with the the camera locked on him. Had me with the camera locked on me at various points. It's really neat. As we're moving. So the background's moving, but we're, we're static in the frame. Uh, not static, but anyway. This movie, 1966, I caught it on AMC in the early 2000s. No, yeah, early to mid-2000s. I caught it on AMC and I was like, what? What? This is 1966. Camera rigs were enormous and heavy at the time, and they did this. How did they do th- How did they do this? We had a little camcorder. What? And now they actually have like these little same kind of rigs uh like they actually strap to the torso but the cameras are smaller and smaller so they're not that heavy so the actors can do it all the time it's kind of a uh, a gimmick that's really cool but been used uh in, in genre films and the movie is about a guy who switches identities or is given a new identity and must abide by a secret society's rules and he doesn't want to because it's driving him crazy and it's a paranoid thriller. It's fantastic. Great black and white footage. There's a weird orgy scene in it and I don't think that was on the AMC version that I saw. So, um, Criterion had it, um, but it is not online right now. So, there's that movie. And... Batman 66 because Adam West because I mentioned Adam West that's the one where he's running around with a bomb and then has shark repellent and he pops a shark repellent pill in the shark's mouth as he's hanging off a helicopter because that happens yeah 
pretty decent. He's the bright knight, not the dark knight. Okay. Is it? Wait, is that the same? I, I'm because I'm not really well versed in this movie. Is that the same yes. one where he goes surfing against the Joker? That's the same. Yeah, that's amazing. I watched that scene this week, but yeah. I didn't realize that was the same movie. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, so good. Sorry, that's surf. Uh, I, I really like uh, surf culture somewhat, um, especially of the the sixties. Yeah, I I, I get it. You from California? Really cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I moved to California. I'm from everywhere, man. Uh, but uh, uh, we originally recorded episode on Judex, which is very much like a Batman sixty six type vibe. Mm. Uh, with like the the goofy silliness of yeah. it, and uh, since you guys are on, I should say like I I got that movie from uh YouTube when you yeah uh, when you're getting rid of cartoon yeah. stuff. Yeah, because because uh, as much as I love the artwork of the package and everything, I couldn't mm-hmm. get into the movie and I kept on falling asleep, and I I thought it was kind of it was, yeah it's kind of goofy goofy. I had no it's idea. it's um, like a funny Zorro. I had no idea. I yeah, kept... that's a good way to put it, actually. Dang it. I kept falling asleep, that's why. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm glad yeah, you enjoy it's it. It's become, of the, movie, of the movies for the uh, season, it's probably like top five. Oh, awesome. Yeah, That's cool. That's nice. <laughs> I wish I could stay awake. <laughs> oh, well, the first time I, I seriously watched, could not uh, Trans Europe for the so. episode, I fell asleep at one point. Uh... But I fall, I've fallen asleep uh, kind of a... Well, the most, exactly most I fell asleep was the movie we recorded for uh, with Kessler, The Leopard. It's a three-hour costume drama Eesh. where the first half is uh, oh, a lot of boring setup, but the second half is I thought was really interesting and exciting uh, in parts. But the first half was just like I fell, I fell asleep for like half an hour. Mm-hmm. You guys won't like The Leopard. Uh, it's it, Burt Lancaster is dubbed in Italian, so there's that. But. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Elaine Delon is in it. Yeah, that's that's the main draws for it's it. It's okay that you fall asleep during Trans Europe Express because it's like you're falling asleep on a train. Yeah, that's kind of fun. I might have actually Ooh, been on Trans Europe Express. Celebrity. At one point. I'm not sure though. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> I <wrote> transportation. <laughs> That makes me oh, someone oh, to yeah, laud. Yeah, you... <laughs> Pat me on the back, yeah, LB. You, I was you were in a place five years where old. The public transportation is actually consistently useful. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I think I did go on it. I have this question, and I don't think either places. of you can answer it, but um, I was wondering, the, the, the conductor of the Trans Europe Express, like each time they cross into a, a new country, did do, do they have to stamp their passport and stuff? Because that would be like constantly. Oh. I mean, obviously, there's no answer unless you like. Yeah, you asked me that, and I had no work answer. there. But <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wait, Spencer. You don't. I wait. like to think of ridiculous. I was questions. under the impression that you worked on the Trans Europe Express. Oh no, no. <laughs> Both the film and the train. I I like the train. I've I've taken the train to to New York a few mm-hmm. times. And that that's always fun. I would love it if we had train travel is really interesting. There's a a kind of rocking um, 
motion to it that that is yeah. like is I guess actually in America. Long comforting. St- like the long story short is capitalism is a reason yeah. we don't have trains. Yeah. But how much money would the trains make? I mean, come on, it's so huge. Our country's so huge. If it was all just trains, how much money would that make? So much. Yeah, but you know, the car companies have so much power. They don't want to. It's bullshit. But uh, actually, last time I took a train, it was for a sad reason to go to a yeah. funeral. But it's still fun to ride a train. I've only ever ridden when subways. I have no idea how oh, you I can show ride a you. sandwich. Help. Ah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have uh, your own site uh, podcast thing going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was too the, funny. <laughs> just don't, uh, felt, felt like no, Spencer, just don't address it. <laughs> just move on. <laughs> just don't talk about it. I'm sorry I'm giggling about it, but <laughs> just leave it there. <laughs> yes, grumpire.com. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're the raunchy one. Grumpire.com, and there is, uh, in line with the raunchiness, there is a, an article mm-hmm. uh, column called Weird Boners that LB heads up most of the time. So, like, she doesn't write them all, but, you know, she's the boss of the site anyway. Mm-hmm. And I just design the pictures and draw we stuff. A, we have a podcast. Side. That's it. In which Spencer has appeared. Uh, factual, true. Yes. Um, we're 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 patiently waiting for Spencer to appear on the written portion of the website. A- uh, anxious. One thing will be ready yeah, soon. Another thing. Uh, I, I did too much research, so <laughs> oh, I, I, okay. I'm in the part where it's like, oh, I have to effectively pare this down. This will be like a like a college essay, <laughs> like like. <laughs> I I don't yes. I don't care. Yeah, how that's long fine. It is. That's exactly what we're into. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just I just have to figure out what the image is going to be for it. So, um, and online on like on online yeah on twitter yeah and instagram it's the same handle right lb oh oh you, you do the little at throwing sign, it to you the little a with the circle around it at grumpire online at okay uh, i'm not a very good hype man like, sorry there you go yeah it's, it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> we make no money off of the uh, site. Uh, Don't look at our site. <laughs> I think we don't want to be seen. I, Quit looking at us. Uh, this will probably be August, maybe July, when I release this. Uh, I might be on Movies from Hell again. Uh, I've been trying to get Bradley to do an episode on animation stuff I t- we talked about over a year ago. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I might be... Oh, I'll be on... The Grindbend podcast talking about virtual assassins, aka Cyberjack, which is Blade Runner mixed with Die Hard, starring Michael Dudikoff and Brian James from Blade Runner <laughs> as a villain. It Cyberjack. It's called Cyberjack. Yeah, Cyberjack. Okay, yeah. Crappy I, 90s, but like I don't remember it at all. Movies. Oh yeah. 
Yes. I love director day yeah, action. Yeah, yes, from even the shitty ones. I I generally really <laughs> love cable. <laughs> well, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's on Tubi right now, and I bought the DVD because I generally like the movie that much. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I might be on Mustachio Podcastio. I convinced the host. Uh, the criteria for the movies are: is there a mustache in it? Uh, doesn't matter if it's a main character or background, as long as a mustache appears. Oh. So. Yeah. Well, that that's a lot of movies. Also, I was hoping that uh, it uh, would be the nope. guest has to have a mustache. This, as long as there's a mustache in the movie. I've been on uh. twice. I talked about a Vincent Price movie. Uh, mustache? Uh, Theater, of, Theater of Blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love that movie. It's like Saw, but if it was goofy and fun. <laughs> well, Saw, Saw is goofy and fun in, in its own way. Uh, in its own way. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on there talking about uh, a, a Joe Shido who's a comedy. Uh, Murder Unincorporated, which is like a Batman 66 episode but like Yakuza silly nonsense. And I'll be on again talking about an Indian action movie, War, from 2019. Um, it's Tiger Shroff, uh, who is becoming one of my favorite action stars. Uh, he's uh, he, uh, he's hunky, he's got big muscles, and can do the action. And uh, yeah, War is on Prime. It's uh, it's three hours. I think it is three hours, but it's an Indian, Indian movie, so it's expected. But uh, yeah, so uh, look out for that. And oh, oh, Joel res- resurrected his old show. Uh, please don't send me into outer space. I was the first guest. I talked about Burst City, the Japanese punk movie. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, I don't know when he's gonna release yeah. it. But uh, we just recorded. Uh, recorded it and he's gonna do one with martin kessler on fuck what's that movie the star the, the movie before star wars in american the thx <laughs> something something graffiti yeah. thx okay eleven thirty eight. Uh, so yeah look out for that and uh that is it uh you two will be back for jewels and gem the most normal movie <laughs> yay <laughs> a normal movie oh bother uh, yeah so uh, yeah thanks for coming on and I'll talk to you actually I'll, I'll mention when we're done recording uh, what next season will be because I'm, I'm prepping for that one mm-hmm. and uh, yeah listen to the tag at the end for all the uh, Twitter stuff it's on there cool all right the show can be found on Twitter at Piano Player Pod. Our email is still highlowpod at gmail.com. You can find a show on Spotify, Podbean, and various other places where you can find podcasts. Our intro music is by Vivian Fop, and our cover art is by Sarah Roberts. You can find her art, sarahkathleenroberts.com. And thank you for listening.